Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. It is time for the Chiefs Town Hall. Hamilton Chief of Police Eric Gert is here in studio for the uh, whole hour. And uh, we're going to talk about a number of different things about public safety and policing here in this community. Good to see you again, Chief. You too, Bill. Good morning. Uh, listen, we were just talking, I know you were listening driving into the station, uh, about uh, what's going on downtown, and, and the numbers are rather frightening, actually, when you look at the usage of, of uh, uh, nalox- not the naloxone kits, but opioids and overdoses that are happening. Uh, and, and I mentioned right to, at near the end of our conversation um, with uh, Dan Miller from the Salvation Army that we still have to deal with the fact that uh, this is a, a nationwide problem uh, that, that we're dealing with, actually international, I suppose. But the Hamilton numbers are, are really, in and in of themselves, rather problematic because they are higher than the, the provincial averages. Yeah, and some of it is a function of, and we've had the discussion before, of the number of social service agencies we do have in Hamilton. We're, you know, we're a small, big city or a big, small city, whichever way you like to phrase it. Uh, but I do know discussions with my counterparts, both uh, when I was down at the International Association Chiefs of Police and listening to uh, my American counterparts, but also I was just at the Ontario Association of Chiefs of Police, and whether it's Windsor, London, uh, Sarnia, wherever, um, you know, they either do have resources or they don't and the effects of that, but we're all facing the same issue in terms of the opioid crisis. And for me, the discussion becomes much larger too. It's, it's about uh, harm reduction, but it's also about larger harm reduction than just that piece from a policing perspective. And really it's the four concurrent disorders. So you got mental health, addictions, homelessness, and poverty, and they're so intertwined and in how we, un, un, you know, disentangle that. Uh, you were talking about earlier in terms of social agencies working on that. It's it's a very difficult problem, but but it's a a bigger problem that and th- there are so many offshoots to this. I mean, because I know you've talked to us about this in the past, and when Deputy Chief Kinsella was here talking about uh, how officers are dealing with this on the front line, and and you both maintained, uh, which is of course the policy that the safety of the individual has to be paramount. We need to deal with that person's health long term. But at the same time, uh, there there is a drug problem. There is an illegal drug problem that's that's rampant here. Uh, not everybody, of course, who is, who is hooked on opioids is taking stuff illegally. I mean, they may be prescription drugs, but there are those that are trying to make money from this, and you've got to try to find out what's going on with that too. Exactly, and it's actually the reason I asked Deputy Kinsella to go out to Vancouver to see it, you know, not five years ago, not ten years ago, but where? what's the status now, and also sent the detective sergeant from Vice and Drugs. So they saw not only the issue about, and I'll call them supervised injection sites as opposed to safe, because quite frankly, there's nothing safe about shooting heroin or fentanyl into your body. We know, uh, you know, that's why we have all uh, the reductions for overdoses, because you never really know what you're getting. And uh, two and a half years ago, with Dr. Richardson, we did a whole spot on, you know, know your supplier, because you, you need to know what it is you're getting. Uh, it's lethal, uh, but then you have, that's why I talk about harm reduction at that lower level. Yes, we don't want to see anybody dying from overdoses. And then the larger discussion, as you say, is drug dealers in the area, the concurrent crime that goes on, the other issues that present. And it's not a NIMBY factor. It's just you got to look at the total picture when you're talking about public safety. There's the harm reduction for overdoses, but there's a larger issue of public safety. And again, we're not trying to be regressive or anything. We're just saying, um, yeah, need to look at the total picture because we believe in harm reduction, but we leave in layers of harm r- reduction. And, and the numbers, by the way, downtown are, are quite frightening, obviously, and, and, and worthy of, of discussion. But this is not just a downtown problem. I mean, the breakdown that that report did, it happens in every ward in the city. 
Correct, and it often happens in private homes as well. It's not just on the street, and it's not just street drug use. And, and those numbers, by the way, that we were talking about only reflect the ones that are actually officially on the record. In other words, somebody was called, there was a paramedic called. Correct. And and we know, uh, we just had a presentation, again, from the OPP uh, drug officer who's been looking at this for a number of years, and we know that the introduction um, for opioid uh, use is often through legitimate medical requirements or the knee operation, hip, whatever you had go on, you know, it's administered as pain reduction. And I know that the doctors are looking at, you know, how much should I administer, don't overdo it. Um, but sometimes people get hooked on those and then the prescriptions dry up and they have to start looking elsewhere. And most of them say, look, I, I was never interested in becoming, you know, a drug addict. It's just, this was a byproduct and, and now I'm hooked. And now my life is, you know, spiraled to this condition. You got people who are professionals, a whole range of things. So it's it's much like mental health. It doesn't discriminate, and uh, you know, it's a legitimate issue and. It, it happens to people. There are some overlapping issues, uh, Chief, that I wanted to get into in the program today. Uh, one of them, by the way, is, is the naloxone kits. I know yep. there was a great deal of discussion uh, with Hamilton Police Services, and, and you were holding back on, on issuing those until you had all the facts and were able to make an informed judgment. You decided to move forward on that. How's that going? Well, and I'll just, uh, you know, revisit that briefly. M- my intent on whether we administered or not was always what was best for the client. In our research, we'd found that when EMS uh, administers the naloxone under the conditions, uh, it's better for the client, it's better for further follow-up, it's better for medical treatment. Um, What happened was with the code zeros that were happening in the city, we had occasions where we were on scene, we could have potentially administered. So we said, yes, uh, we're now reaching a point where you may have people dying as a result of not having immediate access to naloxone. So what we've done in the interim is I am going to the board on uh, Thursday to look at funding for that. And and largely it's not the naloxone itself because we're getting that through public health. Uh, It's uh, the proper kits, the proper storage inside the building, um, looking at how do we administer, uh, what are the requirements for storage and distribution and efficacy of the of the antidote or the opioid blocker. Um, so we've worked on a policy, we've looked at other services, and we have to ensure that we're administering it in a safe fashion that meets the requirements because this is medical treatment. It's not really policing, it's medical treatment. So it's kind of a newer area for us. Um, quite frankly, it's not a core responsibility, but you could say, and, and I agree with this, if you're looking at saving lives, that is a core responsibility of policing. So whether you're going to a fire scene or a fatal accident or injuries, we will, uh, to the best of our abilities, administer first aid. But we've got other people who are more highly trained. When they get unseen, they normally relieve us and they do that work. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.